0: Okay, okay.
1: Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, the discussion about Star Wars toys. You're listening to episode number 78. Joining us tonight from Bendham's to the Black series, Vintage to Modern, he collects them all. Our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan.
2: Hello, Jason.
1: Also joining us tonight from This Week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Hello, Matt.
0: Hey, Jason. How are you doing? Pretty good. Also joining Emperor Royal Guard Collector
1: Extraordinaire, Chris Moorhead. Hello, Chris.
3: Hey, thanks for having me back. Still riding the celebration high, gotta say.
1: All right.
0: I'm still suffering from the con crud.
1: Is that the Aww. Celebration High? I've heard everybody mention that.
3: Was it Was it real there, cred? I totally dodged it. I have not
0: had one symptom whatsoever, so... <laughs> I woke up the first day. I was at home sick, and I've been sick since.
1: Oh, so. that's, that's a bummer. Were you sick at the con, or just when you got no, home? No, no. Oh, that's not so bad, then. Yeah. Right? No,
0: I, I'm fine.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know Amy was saying that she's still feeling the effects of it. Um... I know there's a few other people out there from like new york and other this it it went through everyone that was online so
0: yeah
1: amy unfortunately can't join us tonight because she lost her voice at the con all right so let's start out like always what did you pick up recently and ryan i will go to you first
2: well, I just got a couple packages from Tungori today, actually, um, that are um, some extra figures for my job scene. Like, I got a Sandstorm Lando, I wanted another one, uh, another Slave Leia. Um, I got the, finally got the Burrata with the the red bandana or whatever. I always had the green-gray one or whatever, and it was really cheap, so a couple other figures. Uh, not much else, I haven't been pretty caught up, so I haven't been buying much lately, which is kind of nice.
1: That's the vintage collection Barada. Yeah, and there's the variant, the red bandana, or is it? Is it a bandana? Is that what that is? I
2: call it bandana. Yeah. So
1: there's a red and then a brown, right?
2: Yeah. Which like one?
1: I, I think I don't even know which one I have. I think it's, I think I have the brown one.
0: Which I've one?
2: The brown one. Which and one I, is the
0: rarer of the two? I, th- I think the red is. The red. At least in my experience it
1: was I just harder to the get. saw one
2: was pretty cheap and I was like, I don't have that. I should pick it up.
1: Yeah, I have one loose and one carded and I should check to see which one I have. All right, Matt, over to you. What have you picked up recently?
0: All right. Well, excluding Celebration, which Yeah. I mean the um I got the um the the Target the well, it's not a target exclusive. The the new game with the uh, Tarkin figure in it. Um, the Escape Death Star game with the
1: yeah
0: retro collection Tarkin, um, which I quite like. Um, I I opened it up. The Tarkin figure is, you know, the Tarkin figure we probably would have got back in seventy eight or seventy nine, which is which is awesome. Um. My criticism is, and I was worried about this, and then when I actually, because I didn't didn't see the retro collection at Toy Fair this year, but I saw them at Celebration, and now I've actually got one in my hand. The wear on the card looks awful. You know, they try to make it look distressed or, Mm -hmm. you know, shelf-worn, and it just, from a distance, it's passable, but when you get up close, you can tell it's just, you know, printing. Yeah. I I don't believe it looks good. I agree, I agree. <clears throat> um, but I'm glad it's we got a Tarkin figure. I wish we were getting more figures we didn't have, but I think we discussed that before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And then um, from Entertainment Earth, I got my case of the vintage collection, the Repacks, or whatever you're going to call them, Repaint Wave, uh, with uh, Han, Leia, Luke, Jedi, and Vader um that we thought were going to be european exclusives but apparently it's uh you know going to be available in some places here according to what adam Paulus said on his
2: show Um, i forgot i got those two Matt. i forgot about that
0: (laughs) yeah um i mean they're they're good the face painting makes them look better than the original ones so they aren't truly repacks um even though they've got you know, the same old numbers as that they had last time around, but different backs. So, I mean, it just, you know, makes things confusing. Um, but they look good. The bubbles are smaller in the amount of space they take up on the card, which than the last couple vintage waves, which are nice, but they're much too deep. I mean, they're about twice as deep as they need to be, especially for Leia and Luke. But, um, you know, they're good. Um, and I think, you know, they're... You know, sufficiently different figures, I think, that people are going to want to pick them up, especially if you're, you know, a completist. And, uh, you know, okay, there's no face painting on the Vader, but do you know, Ryan, is it is the Vader different in any way?
2: Uh, I haven't opened mine yet, but I've seen stuff online that, yes, the face underneath the helmet is, is new. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I did not open one. Uh,
1: I also read there's a variant on that <coughs> Vader where... Some the early the earlier samples are a two piece helmet and the the later ones are three piece.
2: Well, I was hoping you were gonna say eyebrows were the variant. No. <laughs> well, I mean it's the what is the
0: Evolutions Vader from like two thousand five, right? Well that had, that mine are, had the
1: mine are saying up. there's two versions of the okay. of the Vader. Okay. One that has the um just the two piece helmet, like And then one that has the full three piece. Okay. But I haven't confirmed it myself, so that's just
0: what I've read. So, um, but I think, yeah, aside from Celebration, that's all I've picked up since the last, last time we talked.
1: All right. And, uh, what about you, Chris? What about you, Chris?
3: We're going aside from Celebration right now? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay, um... (laughs) I picked up, uh, Jason Wood was able to help me pick up a $20 uh, The Vintage Collection TIE Fighter from our area when they finally started going on clearance right before Celebration, and which I haven't received yet, So, but I'm excited to see that. And I was also off eBay able to pick up a Meccano, a French carded royal back, just a um, card back, not the actual full figure, but uh, uh, the French version of the card back. So.
1: Alright, my big recent find was what Matt already mentioned, was the uh, Escape Death Star retro retro board game. And um, I am quite impressed with the Tarkin figure. It really feels like a vintage figure. They've tried this in the past, they did that 4-pack about 20 some odd years ago. And those figures are kind of feel like a vintage figure, even though they're molded from real vintage figures. This one, the plastic to me feels really just like vintage figures. The weapon is nice. Um, there's a number printed on my weapon, so I don't think you could mistake it for a vintage weapon. There is a, let's see, what number do I have? There's like a number eight, small number eight printed on the weapon, so... I think that would distinguish it from anyone trying to pass it off as an original. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, does yours hold his weapon well? Yeah, he does. I mean, mm. mine can't hold it. it.
0: Well, falls out every time.
1: Mine, ho- mine holds it about pretty good, but you know, vintage figures don't. N- not all, not many of them don't hold their weapons so great. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, they really stayed true. If they would have put too much of a I mean, I guess they could have made him like Greedo or something, where he could never drop his weapon. But um, I think it's just right. And the uh, it's got the you know the left hand that's p- pretty non-functional, so that's perfect. Um, I'm really excited about this uh, series. I hope they do more figures like this. Um, and yeah, I think the wear the wet the artificial wearing. That's printed on the card is kind of not so great, but uh, it doesn't bother me that much. Um,
3: well, that's actually good to hear because I was concerned about wanting to keep some carded, and if, if it looks that bad, I may not feel any desire to worry about keeping a carded copy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, some of them, like the Stormtrooper that has the Star Wars card, I think that's the only. Modern Star Wars figure on a vintage uh, Star Wars card. So there's some that are kind of that I think you might want.
3: Wait, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) We've gotten several in the vintage collection on a Star Wars card.
1: Not, not a stormtrooper.
3: Not a stormtrooper yet. Yeah.
1: Right. So and so, I don't know. Um, One nice thing about these cards is the bubble. The bubble is. uh, not oversized like the Vintage Collection. That's good. The blister. so I like that. Um, it was $20 for the game at Target, which isn't terrible. That's actually less than I thought it would be. Uh, I did pull out the game to look through it, and um, as far as I can tell, it's all the same exact same pieces from the original Escape Death Star game. Um, there is a 2018 copyright logo on every single piece of the game every card every item so i don't think there's any way you could ever um pass any of this stuff off as being true vintage
0: no i noticed that too
1: so people who are worried that you know although i don't think those games go for much anyways but you're not gonna you're not gonna get fooled
3: you know, it's interesting if they went to this all this effort with all this stuff to make sure that they weren't going to confuse vintage collectors and the modern stuff, that they didn't actually just like do a quick little press release stating this stuff. I mean, why did they let the whole fan uproar occur? Maybe they just they're wanting the press and the PR and people talking about it or
1: maybe I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's move on to celebration. Celebration Chicago. Um, half of us were there. So, Matt, I'll start with you. How was your celebration experience?
0: Uh, it was. Uh, it was good. It was. You know, it was. It was celebration. You know, we've now had a bunch of these, and they've sort of. The first day is always kind of rough, um, as they work the kinks out. I know, like if you try to get in line to go to the store on Thursday, you were in line all day, but. You know, when I got around to going on Sunday, it was sort of walk-on-in. Um, <clears throat> it was crowded, but not crazy crowded. Um, so, you know, they sold, I think, the right number, whatever ticket number they sold for that place, that was right. It seemed a little smaller, at least the show floor, than uh, Orlando had been, but, you know, it was it, uh, they did a good job, and you know I generally enjoyed it I got to do the stuff that I wanted to do there which you know is not I'm not a panel guy I'm not a go see the big uh reveals thing I, I'd rather do stuff on the floor or hang out with friends or go to the collecting track or something than wait in line a couple hours to you know sit in an overflow hall to see a trailer that I'm going to watch a hundred times you know on YouTube anyway so but I had a great time and you know, most of the people that I spoke with, uh, you know, they they also enjoyed it. Um, weather was a little freaky, but you know that's what you get in the Midwest in April. You know, unpredictability. So, um, you know, a lot of good retailers on the on the floor. Um, you know, vendors, so to speak. Uh, prices weren't great. You know, they were con prices. That's for sure. Uh, but I still, you know, found a couple deals and came home with some some stuff that I like and totally swag crazy. I mean, if you're not a, I mean, I had, you know, people, you know, I worked with the 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 Washington club, you know, we had a booth there and, you know, we were giving away our swag uh, with the DC club, the Washington DC club, not the Washington state club that you guys are in, obviously. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I had just random people come up to me and say, what's up with the swag? I've never been to one of these before. People are just giving me stuff. Am I supposed to have something to give away? What should I do? I mean, it's <laughs> it's really beginning to sort of take over the show, in, in some ways, you know, I certainly I came home with a lot more swag than things that I purchased, uh, and some of it's really creative, some of it less so. But you know, that was that's something that you know over the last three or four of these shows has really uh, really evolved. So. It's a shame that you and Ryan couldn't have been there, Jason. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree.
2: Uh, <laughs> I managed to get sick without going, so that's all oh, gone. hey, see, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
1: got sick with uh, not spending all the money.
2: The not con crud, yes, yeah. I don't know. yeah, the baby crud.
0: Uh. One criticism that I'll put out there, and you know, Chris may talk about this too, was the, the lottery system that they had, you know, that they were trying out for this one. Um, You know, I know Jake and I talked about it on uh, the show that I did there, but the, uh, you know, the fact that at least for the, you know, I I think Hasbro lightened up at the end and you might've been able to get in line if you didn't have a lottery winner, but at least for the first couple days, it looked like the only way you could get stuff at Hasbro or Lego or wherever the exclusives, at least Funko was if you if you won the lottery. And you know, it's sort of and and not knowing who won and did not win the lottery basically until we got there because they ran it so late in the pre-show process. I mean, for some people that was really really frustrating. And you know, I understand it's a it's a great thing to do to say give away half of them that way, but you should always have a if you if you get to that show and are willing to wait in line all day, for whatever funco thing or whatever, you should at least have a chance, I think. And, you know, that was not necessarily the case in Chicago. So I hope they fix that before next year when we all do it again in Anaheim.
1: All right. Uh, Chris, what about you? How was your celebration experience?
3: Now, my i've only been going to celebrate this is my third celebration so i'm still relatively new to this whole uh celebration experience especially since i've only done one prior celebration on my own the time before i was with my family my time in the con was very restricted again this was my second time really binging star wars for five plus days i had an absolutely fantastic time uh the thing that makes celebration amazing is the amazing people that are there that you meet um people that i i've just barely had a passing knowledge of or i maybe met once or twice sitting down and having conversations people i've only heard of their names getting to finally meet them and chat with them people I, i never even had a clue an idea it was cool um our friend Earl who was on a show I think last episode he had come back from a, a thing in New York and it brought me a button with like I I Royal guard New York and it turns out I started having this conversation with this guy and it, the guy who made that button I was talking with and he's like oh that was that was yeah that was my button I was like oh that's so awesome and th- that was you know getting to volunteer in the collecting track and and spending time with those folks uh the the collecting track uh, lounge was often really crazy, but also great place to find lots of fun people. Um, yeah, the swag was crazy. Really, really crazy. Um, I, I'm also not a lot of, uh, I'm not a big panel guy. So, I mean, I just, I don't want to wait in lines. I didn't, I won a side room lottery for the Mandalorian panel and ended up having a volunteer shift at the same time. And, I was, and it wasn't, since it was a side room, I just didn't feel too jazzed about going for it. If it had been the main hall, I probably would have gone. But um, yeah, so panels. And I'll echo some of the problems. They had pop. it felt like they tried to throw a celebration together at the last second. Uh, from weeks before, just the announcements barely coming out at the last second. Their website never functioned. Uh, re- the app that they made was confusing and inconsistent between person to person that i heard um people were showing up at panels with reservations and half the other people didn't even know you could reserve panels and that led to a lot of upset people that watched people who were nowhere nearby just walk waltz right in and what whereas the rest of us who had been staying there for a while are like oh and our apps won't even let us try and get a reservation even if it was available so that was very frustrating um yeah, this uh, I'm not particularly a fan of readpop and how they run the con. But um which is totally different than how like the collecting tracker. It, it's run independently and it's it runs like a, a Swiss watch, so um <laughs> uh, but yeah that's kinda of my highlights. All right. Uh, Matt, any highlights
1: of items you picked up? Anything you wanna
0: um well I mean apart from the uh Hasbro exclusive which I was able to get a set of um because I won the Hasbro VI whatever the pulse lottery not the Reed Pop lottery so I got those um I mean the highlight I mean the what I wanted to get when I was there was I wanted to trade up my uh vintage Tuscan Raider um and luckily, you know, I found a, one of the vendors that was not asking an arm and a leg for one. Um, you know, I, you know, although I probably got most of my vintage figures off of eBay over the years, I like I prefer to buy them in person if I can see them. So that was I mean, that's what I went to get. And that's what I got. So when are carded carded? OK, carded. Um, and I mean, let's, I'm trying to think. What else? I came back with uh, star tots, but I guess that's sort of like swag. Um, I got the uh, Gentle Giant exclusive um, bust Hera and the uh, oh, some autographs. Um, you know, I waited in line for a couple, and uh, then I got the, the Ewan McGregor one that they had at the Topps booth, which. You know, I fear he's not going to show up at any show at any show. So I'll I'll buy a pre signed Ewan McGregor autograph.
1: Was the autograph booth run uh, smoother than it was at the last
0: celebration in Orlando? Remarkably smoother. It was night and day. Um, Tops, you know, hired. There was another company that was working for Tops, Epic. What are Epic Photo Ops? I guess is the name, and they ran. The actual autograph lines, and you know, I had five or six autographs that I pre-purchased, and they gave you a specific time—very like a ten-minute window—and you know, sometimes they were in quick succession, and I just I I saw a disaster all over it because okay, the last one obviously was totally screwed up. That was the first one the tops ever did, Uh, but even official picks especially for the big names it could get out of hand and you know there would be people who you know never got mark hamill because the line just got too long and they never caught up or you know carrie fisher or whoever i didn't see that this time it was well run you know the times that i had were the times that worked the the only real problem i had and this is not a big problem was like who I was paul bettany On one day, I was in like the second group of the morning, and I had to be, you know, I had like an 1130 or something like that, and I had to be somewhere else at noon, and he showed up late, Um, but I still got it in time. So, you know, they they ran it, you know, Tops learned, I guess, in Orlando that they can't actually run an autograph hall, so they hired somebody who could, so. Yeah, good to hear. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what about you? Any uh,
1: highlights of the things you picked up?
3: Yeah, so when I got back, I laid it all out, and it took up my dining table four times. <laughs> and that's not everything. <laughs> I still had a few items shipped uh, with Amy and some of the other folks, uh, larger flat items that I I just couldn't bring on a plane. But uh, a few of the highlights. Uh, let's see. Out on the show floor, I found a, a loose, blonde, vintage, uh, vintage Bespin Luke uh, for a very good price. I was very happy. Um, much better. I, I have only got the brown hair at home. So it was a variant I hadn't picked up yet at the room sales. I was able to pick up a loose Lily, letty, uh, Mexican Royal guard complete with staff. And I also picked up a a Mexican bootleg from the nineties based off the vintage mold that had, uh, articulated arms. Uh, let's see the collecting traps, track, uh, The collecting track swap meet, I was walking down the aisle, and um, Daryl comes up to me, a friend of ours, and just grabbed me and says, Chris, you've got to go over there right now. He pointed me over to one of these guys selling in the hallway. And out in front of him is maybe eight carded vintage figures, and two of them are royal guards. One was a uh, clipper, which I believe is a Dutch uh, card back, and the other was a PBP Spanish and it was for a very good deal. The card was exquisite, the bubble was exquisite, but there was a huge uh, shatter at the top of the bubble. Evidently, when he had purchased it from someone else, it hadn't been packaged properly, and the head came crushing through the bubble and destroyed what was pretty much an immaculate Spanish Royal Guard card back and decimated its price, and I became the lucky beneficiary of said uh, destruction. So I was able to grab that for a song. Um, Other than that, uh, I met up with a guy named Mike Kurtz, and he does these amazing, he does coins and patches and all sorts of things. I think he runs his own shop, and I I got several items from him, but most notably was a Royal Guard coin done as a tiki character. It's really cool looking. Um, I did a trade with a guy named Kyle Kaufman out of the Detroit area. It's a large, oversized Royal Guard patch helmet, and then I was also able to get the uncut and the Shadow Guard uncut versions. Uh, I got a pile of patches as tall as you can imagine. And uh, oh, and then um, I kept walking by uh, Todd Chamberlain's booth, uh, toy, toy Chamber. That was a really, really dangerous place for me. Uh, ended up getting a lot of especially Adam Joseph items that were still original on their on their original card backs really nice condition um found this really cool like keychain dongle um mexican plastic piece um that was really cool and then amy was by there one day and he was pulling out this large almost like 10, oh, almost 11 by 17, but just a little bit smaller uh, Mexican wall hanging. It, it's a thin plastic and it's designed for just be put a thumbtack in the middle of it and hanging on your wall. And really cool vintage return of the Jedi art with some rogue guards on it. And she's like, she just grabbed it for me. Like, i gone by that shop twice and like, okay, I got to stop going by the shop. I get myself in trouble every time I walk by it. And then all of a sudden I get a text from her. I'm like, I'm getting in trouble at that shop and I'm not even there. So, um, yeah those are kind of the, um the big highlights for me so wow
1: sounds like uh, sounds like you uh, got some really good stuff and I'm amazed you did manage to get it all home
3: Yeah uh, I it filled two uh, duffel bags entirely uh, getting it back on the airplane one I had to check like mm-hmm. the full set of Star Tots. And so I found some boxes packed them in the boxes and put those inside the duffel bags to protect them but uh, yeah it's My my collection room is a disaster right now, and I'm blaming Celebration. (laughs) All
1: right.
3: Um, Okay.
1: And um, okay. So at Celebration, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to go through all the panels, but I just wanted to mention a couple of them before we get to the actual Hasbro stuff. Is the uh, at the Episode Nine panel they uh, revealed the title, which is of Episode Nine, which is the Rise of Skywalker and they at the panel did show a trailer um matt i'm going to come back to you do you like the title and what did you think of the trailer
0: um the title is fine um you know at this point is vague so you know i assume that after we see the movie we'll know exactly what skywalker they're talking about um You know, Luke's the only Skywalker we know because it's not going to be Anakin. But, you know, there's plenty of things that you can hypothesize or or whatever. So, yeah, the title's fine. Um, The trailer. uh, I liked it. Um, I had exactly the same viewing experience that I had for the last Jedi trailer at Celebration Orlando and that I saw it on the show floor and therefore couldn't hear anything. Um, but even without hearing things, I liked this trailer, whereas the last Jedi one just sort of seemed confusing and that, uh, yeah, I never took to any of the last Jedi trailers, but when I got back to my room and was able to watch it on my computer, you know, and heard everything, including the Palpatine and all that, that, you know. You know, that amped it up. And I was able to see, like, when I saw it on the show floor, I didn't realize they were looking at what appears to be, you know, part of the Death Star on that planet and all that. And then I was able to see that. So I really like it. I mean, that whole first half with Ray doing the super jump and the TIE fighter and all that, when I was seeing that, I was like, oh, you know, whatever you think about Ray and her powers or whatever. You know, this is if if they're just going to that well again, it's just going to be more of the same controversy that we had for Last Jedi. But the second half of the trailer where you see Lando and all the other characters in the movie, you know, really, you know, like I said, made it exciting and engaged to me a lot more than that. That first half. Uh, Chris, what did you think of the
1: title and did you like the trailer?
3: I actually really like the title. Uh, it's, I think, one of the best titles that they've had in a very, very long time. Uh, I, I don't know what it means. Uh, it le- There's a lot of room for speculation with that. Um, the trailer, I enjoyed it. The one scene, and it, it's a scene that shoots by super fast. And I, I think it was specifically put there to, to send a message, because I, I think J.J. is not very subtle with his... Uh, symbolism and that is the reconstruction of Kyle Wren's helmet, showing that it's being like welded back together. I mean, this is, to me sounds like a blatant I'm putting back together my movie and my storyline. And that, that's how I read that that shot being stuck in the trailer. So it's gonna be very interesting to see how it goes because things were radically changed after uh, JJ's first film and uh, with with Brian Brian Johnson did with the Last Jedi. So i would be very curious to see if there's a major course correction in the in the plot.
1: Ah, uh, yeah,
0: definitely uh, something I. I
1: thought, no, that's wow. uh,
0: yeah that that uh, that helmet thing. Yeah, I spent yeah because I remember in the making of book for what was the first the force awakens and there's like how many like designs they went through to get that helmet just right just the way jj wanted it for kylo ren and then what it gets destroyed in the first scene of the next movie and yeah now he's like yeah i'm bringing it back so how much of this movie is going to be undoing you know what had been un, you know undone in the pre who knows Yeah, hopefully not too much. I want to see all
1: new, new, new. Yeah. I hope it doesn't spend a lot of time with that. I mean, I'm fine. I want to
0: see Snoke with mechanical legs.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Was that helmet so special that he couldn't just have another one made? Maybe. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Who
2: knows? Well, he's the one that broke it, so it couldn't have been that special. Right. Right. He He has to have more than one, right? Because his original in in Force Awakens, he would have never have gone back to pick that up from where he dropped it when he uh, confronted his dad. I think Hux went and
1: grabbed it for him.
2: You think Hux grabbed it? Okay. That's what I think. Oh, okay.
1: Um, Don't ask those kind of questions. After he went and and, – Shh. Hux is like, I've got to get Kylo's helmet. I've got to get Captain Phasma out of the garbage chute and then uh, go pick up Kylo,
3: right? Yeah, he's the unsung hero of the First Order, I guess.
0: Yeah. And then assemble a fleet, come up with a battle plan, (laughs) and be back over this planet in about five minutes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: Um,
1: Okay, Ryan, like me, you weren't at the panel or even at Celebration, but I'm pretty sure you probably watched the trailer and by now know the title of the movie.
2: Uh, I did indeed. I actually got to uh, watch everything live. I found the uh, the streaming of it and uh, watched the entire panel live. And then they got the trailer. I was really excited. Um, and I gotta be honest, uh, you know, Last Jedi when that trailer hit, I was able to you know, watch it in private and everything because I didn't go to Orlando. And, and the Last Jedi trailer never wowed me at all. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. An island. What's uh, <laughs> that? it was like an island and here's more of the island (laughs) it just never got to me this trailer actually excited me like just i i agree with matt once you get past ray flipping over the tie fighter or whatever it's um that was just too much of one scene in my opinion but you know once we got past that and saw so much i really got excited and started breaking down parts of the trailer and all of a sudden i realized yeah that's a piece of the Death Star, and I was like posting a picture on Facebook going, is that the Death Star? And I was like, it was crazy to, to realize some of that. Um, I find it hilarious that there's tons of people who watch the trailer who are Star Wars fans and are going, wait, is that the Emperor's laugh? Is that Sidious's laugh? And I'm like, did you not see the panel? I mean, the panel makes it so obvious, even without J.J. later on saying, yes, that's the Emperor. I mean, when they showed it in the panel, they, they played it, and it went. It came back from dark on the panel, and there's Ian McDermott standing on stage, who says, roll it again in his Emperor voice, uh, which made it pretty darn obvious that's the Emperor. So, yeah. um, I, uh, I was excited. I don't know how they're bringing back the Emperor, and in what way, and... There could be five billion um, hours of speculation over that, but as even what the, what Skywalker is rising, I've heard every rumor from even Anakin, uh, some something. So, um, but I'm excited about it. it. It was an exciting trailer. It got me excited for the movie, which was cool. For me, I
1: like the title. I don't. I've never really loved any of the Star Wars movie titles. Like none of them have ever. I've never thought, wow, that's a great. That's great. Even as a little kid, like, with Empire Strikes Back, I was like, eh. So, I don't really look to the titles to uh, lift me up for the movie. Um, but I'm, I'm fine with that title. Um, I'm glad they didn't... Um, you know, we had heard a rumor, seen a rumor that the title was going to be... Now I can't even remember. Balance
2: of the Force or something? Some, yeah. So, yeah, something along those something lines. Something
1: like... I can't remember what it was, but I'm glad... That was not true because we just had a movie called The Force Awakens. I'm glad it's not The Force something else. Um, but Rise of Skywalker sounds good. I enjoyed the trailer quite a bit. I uh, was at work when it premiered, and I <clears throat> told my uh, told our branch manager, I said I got to watch the Star Wars trailer, um, and he said, well, watch it uh, watch it out in the hall because I don't want to see it. It's gonna I don't want it spoiled." So my manager was worried that the trailer might spoil the movie but I don't think I don't think these kind of trailers really spoil the movie. I watched it outside in the hall on my phone um and I teared up a little bit when Lando let out the little laugh or the yeah, his little laugh. It something about that my I my eyes like teared up. So the trailer did something for me for sure. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, the other panel I wanted to talk about really quick was the Mandalorian panel. Um, they showed at the panel some footage from the Mandalorian. I don't think they released that footage officially online, but uh, people have put it up on YouTube. So I watched it that way. Um, Ryan, did you see any of the Mandalorian footage?
2: I did. I found somebody's YouTube uh, video uh-huh. where literally halfway through the footage. <laughs> Somebody comes by and tells him to turn off his camera. Oh. And so then for the rest of the footage you either see like the ceiling or just barely around the person in front of him. So <laughs> it was it was kinda of funny in that way, but uh yeah, I saw a little bit of the footage. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. So is it are you more excited for the show or the same? Uh, less? You know, I've never been that excited about Mandalorians in general. I've liked Boba Fett, but so, you know, when they announced this, I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. And I saw the footage, I was like, no, that's cool. I don't feel like really excited about yeah. it, nor do I feel like, uh, oh, this sucks. I hate it. You know, I'm just like, yeah, Star Wars, I'll enjoy this. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of in there. I'm looking forward to watching it in November, but hey, you know, it's another TV show, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matt, what about
0: you? Did you see any of this footage yet from The Mandalorian? I think I must have seen the same footage that Ryan saw. I mean, it was, um, you know, the long, you know, whatever they call it, the extended cut of the, you know, of a scene from the show, but you know, there's a head in the middle of the frame for a lot of it, but I'm, I'm more excited. I mean, I was excited about it for basically the same reasons Ryan, Uh, you know, it's star Wars TV show. Um, it looks it looks good. I'm I was never a huge Mandalorian guy, you know, and by the time what, like during like after Revenge of the Sith when they started putting out all those novels, it seemed to me they were just sort of making them into sort of like Klingons, you know, like a Star Wars version of Klingon, like some warrior culture kind of thing. Um but you know that's all expanded universe now or legends or whatever they call it, so you know, this'll all be new if you know, Carl Weathers is cool. You know, I don't know anybody else in it except for, uh, uh, Werner Herzog in that one scene, which is, you know, pretty awesome. Uh, IG 88 looked really cool in the split second that you got to see him in action or, you know, IG 80, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking for And plus, you know, I, you know, I really like, well John Favreau, you know, the movies he makes and the, you know, anything he gets involved in is usually pretty good. Um, so, yeah, and the other directors they've got. So, yeah, I'm excited by it. And I wish that they would make the trailer and that scene available so we could see it, you know, in you know, good definition. I'm really surprised they didn't because that's coming
1: out before episode nine. It, it makes no sense. And I assume they it. want us to get excited and subscribe to their service. <clears throat> So I'm not sure why they're not trying to hype it yet, but maybe they're going to wait till they have more details about how to subscribe. They'll, they'll,
0: they'll put it out the day that you can subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris,
1: have you seen any of this?
0: No, we'll get that Triple Force Friday. That's yeah, looking. Triple
1: Force. Friday. <laughs> Chris, have you uh, seen any of this footage?
3: I've just seen the the trailer, kind of the behind the scenes. Uh, and uh, little snippets part. I haven't seen the extended cut that they showed at the end of the trailer. But, you know, a Star Wars Western, I mean, this looks like good fun. I mean, not every Star Wars thing has got to have lightsabers around, and I'm sure they're going to somehow find a way to squeeze one in there at some point. But uh, it looks fun. It looks like they're doing a good job with it. The production values look super high. Um, Just can't wait to hear what the
0: story is. Looking for a good story. All right. So, Jason, I know you brought up offline whether or not this is Tatooine. Oh, I think it is. It probably is. Mm -hmm. I just, you know.
3: I feel like they're going to jump around a lot.
0: Well, that would be good. Matt, we haven't
1: seen Tatooine since 2005. I don't know. Unless we saw it in the trailer. Don't you miss it?
0: Don't you kind of miss it? Well, yeah, but we were told that it's nothing. You know, in episode four, we were told Tatooine sucks and there's nothing here. And then we went back there for the prequels. But OK, so Anakin's from there. That kind of makes sense.
2: But we we're told it sucks and there's nothing there by a whiny farm boy who was a teenager. Well, that's true. Tatooine. But I don't. I mean, there's a big shot gangster. Oh, that's the last thing. So, I, I, was on solos. I
0: mean, that's but that's what I Tatooine when, is the... when we
2: started talking about it. That's what I thought
0: is like, OK, if he's there because Jabba is there, that makes sense.
2: But, you know, the Mandalore. this five years after Jedi, though? Jabba would be dead.
0: Well, you're, well, whoever took over.
2: Power vacuum. too. That'd be interesting. but
0: Power vacuum. You're, you're right. Jabba is dead, though. But <laughs> Well, L- Rhoda, Stinky's in charge now, stinky. right?
2: okay, there we go. Yeah. Oh, Bring you back know, you,
0: you, you laugh at
1: that, but I, I seriously would not be surprised if that is the case.
2: <laughs> Did they kill Zero? I mean, zero, Dave Filoni's working on it. Dave Filoni's it working zero, on it. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: killed Zero. I couldn't remember.
1: Dave Filoni's working on this show, too. And I would not be surprised if Stinky is in
3: this. No, just, but it Just if, stick if, it to if, us. Ahsoka makes appearances.
1: Fine. Uh, yeah, she could.
3: Well, Dave Filoni, that's and for his girl.
1: Nothing's off limits, I suppose. I hope it is, Planet... I hope the Tattoo-Eton is... I, ah! I hope the planet is Tatooine
0: because I kind of miss Tatooine. And they said? Did they say in the panel, or I mean, I haven't, I haven't gone back and watched any of them online. Do we know how many episodes it's going to be? Or at least season one or whatever. Is it gonna, six
2: or eight or something?
0: Is that it?
1: I don't know. I thought I heard ten, and I, I also oh, thought I they know. said they renewed it for a second season already.
3: Yeah, I did hear that also.
0: And then we don't know if Disney is going to go with the Netflix where they're all available on day one or if it's going to be like HBO where um, it's one of
1: them. I'm pretty sure they said you could only see episode, the first episode on the premiere date.
3: Yeah, I think they're going to want to milk it for a while. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I also think they confirmed the Cassian Endor show isn't coming out till 2021.
2: Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't so hear we've that either. A,
1: yeah, so we've got a couple of years to wait for that, or a year and a half or
0: something.
2: I know they confirmed that K2 will be in it, but I not right. hear that date.
0: Mm. Well, I figured Celebration Anaheim was going to be all Cassian. I guess not.
2: <laughs> no, that'll be the Obi-Wan show that they haven't announced yet, right? Uh.
1: The big question is, are, is, is Hasbro going to support the Mandalorian with product? They
4: it's, said yes.
1: They yeah, did? Yeah, they said
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay,
2: well that's good.
3: Specific, but they mentioned it in the line of things that they were planning
2: on supporting. Considering it's part of uh, Triple Force Friday that you know Hasbro put out the deal about, right? And at this point, we also know that like Fallen Order isn't even coming out on Triple Force Friday, but not until November. So product for Mandalorian and uh, Fallen Order are both supposed to be out on Triple Force Friday with Episode Nine stuff. So,
1: but we won't know any of it what any of it looks like until we see it on ebay a couple weeks before or we find it in fred meyer a month ahead of time yeah i still don't understand why they wouldn't rather present it to us the first time themselves rather than let rather than let leaks in ebay and whatever else you know snapshots at the warehouse overseas and stuff like that leak it you'd think they'd want to present it in the best possible way all these products
2: yeah, at this point, they know leaks get out of this stuff. You'd yeah. think, yeah, they'd work some way of just showing it themselves at San Diego. I mean, San Diego isn't that far before that. It's, or even just to do a press release a week or two ahead of time. It, it is weird. Yeah. The whole Disney era with uh, Hasbro has been weird. Yep.
3: Well, here's a question. When a exclusive reveal is given out to one of those websites like Entertainment Weekly or something. Are they getting paid? I'd assume so. So maybe they're just trying to monetize all
0: of their reveals. Who's getting paid? Disney. Disney gets paid by Entertainment Weekly or vice versa?
3: Disney's getting paid by Entertainment Weekly.
2: I don't know. I thought it was the other way. Really? You I think, think Disney would have to pay Entertainment Eat Weekly to give them an exclusive? Yeah. To have the product show. I mean, basically, it's an advertisement for the no, product. No, I think it's a
0: synergy. I think it's, you look, we're going to give you this, and you'll get a gajillion hits.
1: Yeah, so that's you, what I you think, put too. It, you
0: put it prominent, and you'll get a lot of hits. Yeah, I, I, think,
3: I, you, I think you sell content like that if you're Disney. I mean, they're, they're not going to leave money on the table that they can't make.
1: Yeah, but that's—I mean—they're advertising. It's like they get to advertise for free. Entertainment Weekly gets a hundred million Star Wars hits for free. It's kind of—I don't know.
4: Yeah. Well.
1: Anyways, I yeah. guess we'll see this in late September. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the Hasbro panel.
0: Oh, although we saw the packaging.
1: Yes. We did see and the packaging.
0: There's nothing Mandaloriany about it at all. It's Kylo Ren. So yeah, they did the like, pa- same
2: it, it looks like Force Awakens meets uh, the 3D Revenge of the Sith packaging. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I think it looks terrible. I'm just gonna put that out there. I I don't like the packaging. Doesn't seem it's impressive. Planned.
0: It's not imaginative you know, or mm-hmm. you, you know, inventive.
1: No, no. So let's talk about the Hasbro panel. Um, let's talk about the reveals of the items we haven't already talked about. I know they showed a lot of stuff, but a lot of it we've already talked about. So let's just, uh, for time, for time's sake, let's just talk about what we let's just talk about what we saw that we didn't see, um, which we haven't talked about. Um, first off, uh, Galaxy's Edge, the uh, the uh, new theme park at Disney, going to be at Disney. What is it? Disney World first or Disneyland first? Disneyland first. So it's coming to Disneyland first, followed by Disney World.
2: Yeah, Disneyland's end of May, Disney World's end of summer, I believe it is.
1: Okay. So the park is going to get some exclusive uh, um, figure packs. Uh, There's So far, they've shown us these six-inch uh, black series. Uh, they're I think they call them four-packs, although I'm not sure if I would count these as four-packs. Um the first one has a mountain trooper, uh, Kylo Ren, uh, mouse droid, and Commander Pyre. Um, Ryan and we'd
2: already seen this before. This was not yeah, new. This kind of yeah.
1: yeah, This did this leak? We saw leaked images of this earlier. Yeah. Um, what's your thought on the first on this pack?
2: Ryan, um, well, I like that there's a pyre in it, that it's, you know, we're getting a new character out of Resistance. Um, I think that's cool. Uh, it looks like and the Mountain trooper's a, a new character as well. Uh, the Kylo, uh, like we need another one. But, uh, I mean, all these packs, if you look at them as we go to them, there seems to be one new figure in each pack. And then the rest, there's some repaint and then redo. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to buy them all, obviously, uh, when I'm down there in October. But, uh, uh I would say out of the three they're releasing, this is probably the second most one I'm excited about. Um, I mean, the Pyre is cool, but it's probably mostly a repaint of Phasma or Stormtrooper.
1: Yeah, that's what I was I was seeing. And the Mountain Trooper is like a
0: repaint of like a Rogue One Trooper,
2: isn't it? Yeah, it like, looks very Rogue One-y, Solo-y. Yeah. It's a combo of like a Scarif Trooper and a, a First Order Trooper or something. Yeah, it's very weird.
0: Yeah, Matt, what do you think about this first pack? Um, I, I am not, I was not excited by it. And I mean, I'll buy it when I'm at the park, but you you know, I don't want another Kylo Ren figure. Pyre is just phasma in gold and I haven't watched the show yet, so I don't know how good the character is, but, um, yeah, of the three, this is the one that I'm least excited about.
1: Yeah, when I first saw this pack, I, my first thought was, I don't want this. I don't want this. But, you know, I probably will end up getting it anyways, probably because the mouse droid? I don't think we've had a mouse droid in 6-inch scale. No. And nothing. the Commander Pyre. Um, I, have, I, I have. probably eventually will watch Resistance. It's on my list of things to watch. Although, since I think Ryan was at you said it doesn't get good till episode 19.
2: Yeah, you know, it's a lot, that's like a those lot of episodes.
1: It's that's a the, lot the of episode. not good episodes to watch.
2: It's Yeah, it's not Sunny Day in the Void. It's, it's better than that. But. Should I just start <laughs> at
1: episode 19?
2: Maybe. I don't know how much of it you'd understand, though. That's the problem. They developed a lot to get there. Oh, okay. So they do, it does develop. It does. It's just, All right. I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. You
0: know, one of the things that they talked about, and they made a big deal um at the panel was that you know none of the merchandise at the park is going to be of our universe it's all going to be like mm-hmm. you know when you're in the galaxy's edge it's going to be stuff that you would buy there so the coca-cola has a different you know has a space logo on it it yeah, doesn't it's like say an arabash Coca-Cola. or something right right like- exactly and, you know, so there's no brand labels and that sort of stuff that we would be able to identify. But these things had on the back, you know, Hasbro, Disney. It had all the stamps that you would see uh-huh. on a shelf, at, well, not at Toys R Us, but at Walmart or Target, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder, are, you know, is, are these going to be available at Galaxy's Edge or are you going to have to go to something on Main Street or or somewhere else? Or are they already you know breaking the rules that they just
2: made. I know on the front it didn't say Star Wars or anything like that. No, but on the back. Yeah, the interesting. Back it's
0: got the Disney, it's got the Hasbro.
2: Cuz they said these are going to be available in the Galaxy's Edge park only. Um and that's why they don't have the Star Wars logo or anything on the front. I wonder if they just – maybe it's – they have to have it on the back for okay. – I don't know. what Did any of the other product for Galaxy's Edge, did you look at the back? Did it have copyrights or anything on the back?
0: Well, like the stuff that they had in the Galaxy's Edge exhibit, you know, like the, the, the droid factory stuff and all that that I saw, you couldn't actually see you – know, you couldn't handle it. Or at least, oh, okay. you know, I couldn't maybe if you had an appointment. So I don't know what the back of that stuff looked like.
1: I'm um, not really clear on how they – there's i mean i know they're saying all these products have to look from look like they're from the Star Wars universe and can't look like they're from from earth or whatever but i mean there's certain things you have to put on products just for like legalese and mm-hmm. and i'll you know i don't i mean is there going to be a there's got to be like a you know
0: UPC code, yeah, UPC code, and a and country legal, of you know, origin, and choking hazard. Keep your kids away. Although that is right. on the front, right? <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll see.
1: Uh, Chris, any thoughts on this first uh, pack from Galaxy's Edge, the Mountain Trooper with Kylo Ren, Mouse Droid, Commander Pyre?
3: Um, not too excited about it. Um, there's one of the sets that I think is really cool, um, but a couple of the others, I'm it's mostly repacks, so yay but um i don't know it's six inch again it's outside of my wheelhouse and um i mean they look like they're well done
4: mm-hmm.
1: so, yeah so we're all going to be at the mercy of ebay if we want these because i mean i guess some of us will go to disney now and then but
3: oh i saw Someone sent me a, an article. Evidently, you have to get reservations to get into Galaxy's Edge, and you're going to be limited to four hours
2: in every day. Yeah, that's for like the first month or two of it. Yeah. yeah,
0: I saw that they they announced the day that the Disneyland reservations are going up like, some, like early in May.
2: Something like that, yeah, because yeah. it opens May 31st.
0: Okay, they showed us a couple
1: other packs. The next one is a uh, six-inch Black Series Hondo Anaka with some two porgs. Chris, you're gonna have to get that for your daughters, right? The porgs, the little porgs. The... Ray. <laughs> Those Bat- are our new. Ray Batu, but this looks like just Ray from the Last Jedi. Batu is the is that the planet that Galaxy's Edge is on?
2: Yeah.
3: So.
1: So I, I, I guess more will be revealed about that later, and uh. Good old Chewbacca. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about this pack?
2: Well, this has got the best figure out of all of them, right? The Hondo Naka is mm-hmm. amazing. Um, this one shocked me. I didn't expect a six-inch Hondo. Uh, I know I'm not the fan of him that Matt is. I'm sure Matt can go crazy a little later. But um, it's really awesome to see this. Uh, the Porgs are supposed to be slightly different from the ones we've gotten from what I understood. Um, yeah, the Ray looks no different from what we've gotten before. I guess we haven't gotten a Chewbacca in a while other than the solo Chewbacca, so I, I guess this is okay. Um, but yeah, the Hondo Naka is the, the big draw of the set for sure, and it looks awesome.
0: Uh, Matt? Yeah, I mean, this is it. I can stop collecting after I pick this up. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I never ever thought that we'd get a Hondo Black Series figure until we saw that behind-the-scenes animatronic thing where they were showing, like, he's part of the exhibit. And, you know, even then, I didn't think that that meant there'd be a toy or anything, but I thought, well, maybe there'll be some Hondo merchandise. But um, he looks great, you know, seeing him in person. I mean, it's... They did a great job with that figure, and, you know, and the Porgs are different. They, They do look slightly re-sculpted but yeah if you had you know thrown that chewbacca and ray on my table here i would just assume that i'd had them for two years or whatever yeah i mean they are straight you know maybe minor touch-ups on the paint but nothing new but you know hondo alone it's worth the price of admission on this one in Mm -hmm. my book chris any
1: of these you gonna try to snag
0: um I, I'm not necessarily looking for this,
3: but this is the pack that I definitely think people are going to lose their minds for, and it's going to be the hard one to get. That Hondo, I mean, there's a lot of people that love Hondo. Uh, Clone Wars people, Rebels people, it's just a cool design, and it's a fantastic figure. And uh, they knocked it out of the park with that character. And I think people are going to freak out if they don't find a way of getting it into their main line at, at some point and getting it in wider distribution. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the final pack that they showed was uh, C three PO R two D two BB eight and DJ Rex. Uh,
2: Ryan, thoughts on these? Well, hey, we get the original Captain Rex back as a DJ. Apparently, what would, wouldn't it have been interesting though if instead they'd gone a different DJ as we've seen in some things in the cartoons and that, and done Lobot instead? That would have been. Definitely a little different, right? <laughs> that would have been a lot better. Yeah. Uh, I'm. It's cool to see a Captain Rex in six-inch form. I've kind of always liked Captain Rex, so, and it definitely ties in with the Disney parks. Uh, the C-3PO is supposed to be a little different. It's got elbow articulation, uh, which the previous one really didn't. It's, it's supposed to be slightly modified from the previous 3PO's, so it might be a little more worth getting. Uh, I looked at this one, I've been wanting to get a 3PO and an R2 to finish out my 6-inch land speeder kind of scene, just get next to one of those. And so I'm like, well, heck, I get this and I can finish that out, it'll be great. Uh, BB-8, okay, I didn't need another one, but whatever. But uh, yeah, well, the Rex is cool, and I, I think updating the 3PO is kind of a neat idea. Yeah, I but think... It'd be cool if they could have done him in, you know back metalization, but we know yeah. Hasbro's definitively said they're not doing that anymore. So. Yeah.
1: I think the the new 3PO arms are the same arms that they used for the 4LOM figure, the 4LOM.
2: Oh. And
1: so I think that's the, I think it's kind of a reuse, but still good to see on 3PO. Yeah. Um, Matt? Any
0: thoughts on this Yeah, I mean, the C-3PO is the one that I'm most excited about just because, like Ryan said, the arm articulation You know, Star Tours Captain Rex, I can do with or without. He's, you know, he's new. I'll give you that. But no matter how many times they use him, I'm not going to really ever consider him as legitimately in-universe. But I know he is. Um, I was going to make the same comment on the VAC metal. You know, it's like I I wish we could get a C-3PO shiny and an R2 with a silvery dome. But, you know, I guess we're not going to. So... Uh, Chris, and is this oh one more? Is this the first BB-8 we've gotten since the first Ray? Was there a BB-8 on the Last Jedi line?
1: Mm, Good question. I don't.
0: I
2: don't think there was. I don't think so. I know I've got a couple six-inch BB-8s, but I don't remember who all they came with. You probably got with Ray, and then when they
0: redid Ray with the lightsaber or whatever. I didn't
2: buy the redo of Ray. I thought that was pointless. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I. uh, I don't remember one with force awakens unless it came in one of those. uh, There were so many exclusive packs. If there was one in one of those. Uh, Yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't know. Chris.
3: Uh, yeah, this looks like a great kid set. Um, all the droids there. Um, anyone who's a Disney character collector looks like a nice set. Um, nice little upgrades here and there, I guess. Um, again, not in my wheelhouse, but, uh, you know, this this seems like right up Disney's alley. This is total Disney fare. You know, get this for your kid and let them play with it. So, yeah, um,
1: yeah. might I don't. I'm not. I'm not excited about any of these figures. Really, um, I wouldn't mind having having them or getting some of them, but um, probably not something I'm going to think about too much. I imagine. If I met Disney and I see them, I'd probably get them. Not sure if I would go to the extent to get those on eBay or not. Uh, It's just going to depend. Next, they showed some uh, some exclusives, which they said are San Diego Comic Con exclusives. But they all—I think—they also said there'd be other ways to get them. Um, Not really sure.
2: Um, I was thinking they might just be shared with other cons like they did with the exclusives last yeah, year. Yeah,
1: perhaps that is because I think they call didn't they call out some of them like shared exclusives or.
2: Yeah, something like
1: that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyways, um, first one is the vintage collection. Luke Skywalker three pack uh, comes with three figures. Stormtrooper disguise. Luke X-Wing pilot. Luke and Jedi Knight. Luke. They look to me to be mostly new sculpts. I don't know if maybe some of the parts might be reused, but it looks mostly new. Um, Looks pretty fun. Uh, Chris, I'll start with you this time. What do you think about this pack?
0: Uh,
3: Yeah, that pack. Um, The figures look great. It's the first time they've upgraded Luke since uh, the Vintage Saga collection, X-Wing Luke. Um, But a lot of those figures are already really good to begin with. And I mean, you're adding the face printing technology, which I'm not completely sold on. It, something about it just looks off to me. I don't know why, but something about it bugs me. And and not to say that it doesn't, it looks, it doesn't necessarily look worse. It's just, it's different in a way that feels weird. Um, it's a nice set. Uh, good selections. I'm glad it's exclusive. It sounds like it's going to also be available at like, every little con across the planet. They listed off, it must have been at least 10 or or 10 to 20 different smaller cons that it's going to be an exclusive at. So I don't think this one's going to be super hard to get your hands on. Um, I would much rather seen some new characters or some badly needed uh, updates to some older characters that are unlikely to see updates, but you know, it is what it is. So
1: Uh, Matt,
0: what do you think about the three-pack? I mean, you know, it's fine. You know, we get the Luke to go with the Han, you know, which helps. And I don't think we've ever gotten a good Jedi Luke. So, you know, let him take another stab at that. Um, You know, it's fine. Luke's not my favorite character, but at least it's not another Tatooine Luke in here. Um, You know, that's one figure we definitely don't need. Um, right,
1: so I so I just said I have to disagree on that. I think we need yeah. another Tatooine Luke. We need a good yeah, yeah. one.
0: We don't have a good one. Well, that may be the case, but um whatever. It's fine. Um like uh Chris said, it's gonna be at every convention in the world, and they also say it'll be available on Pulse. So yeah, I don't you know. Don't don't overspend on eBay the first time you see it. Ryan, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I'm really looking forward to this set, uh, the Jedi Luke especially. Um, I haven't been impressed with any Jedi Luke since the vintage one. Um, I mean, I liked the Death Star 2 one. That was cool. But I haven't felt that Hasbro really like nailed a Jedi Luke the way I feel Kenner did back in 1983. And um, so I I feel this actually looks like that. We're finally getting all the right pieces on the character with the, the robe and hood and everything. And so I I actually wish this was coming on the vintage card as well. I hope it does eventually. So that got me excited alone. And then I realized that the X-Wing Luke is finally a new body on that X-Wing Luke. We've been using that same X-Wing Luke body forever for him. And it's not the greatest. So it's kind of nice to see a new body with that. The Stormtrooper Luke, it's supposed to be a corrected height on it from what we've gotten previously. So I, I'm okay with that. They're making it in the three-pack style like they did with Afro last year, uh, and that's fine. I'll probably try and pick up two of these so I can open one and uh, keep one in the package.
1: Yeah, I I like this set a lot. I do wish one of them was a Tatooine Luke because I feel they've never done a good Tatooine Luke. Um, so... Yeah, but. if they
3: could have replaced the Jedi Luke with the Tatooine Luke, make it all a New Hope Luke's, and really finally knock a Tatooine Luke out of the park,
1: but that would make Ryan sad then.
2: But yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what are you saying? Jeez, no, Matt, 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 sad. No,
1: you'd no, lose my Jedi Ryan Luke. Sad. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Oh. You know, the biggest disappointment to me about the this set is that they're not on single cards like the uh, yeah. like that skiff yeah. card set. Yes. I would have much preferred it like that. I would have bought two, maybe three sets if they would have done it like that other um, well, Skiff Guard set we have coming out.
3: makes me feel like they're going to release the single-carded uh, Stormtrooper Luke. I mean, yeah. how that, maybe that's an exclusive next year at Target?
2: Mm-hmm. They'll find I think they announced one of them is going to be coming single-carded. I don't remember which one. Oh, well, then that would make sense to do I Luke
1: think they speak. said the X-Wing pilot Luke is coming single-carded.
2: Okay. Oh, we already
3: have him single-carded.
1: I know. Uh, What are you going to do? Who knows?
3: Buy duplicates.
1: (laughs) All right, moving on. Another San Diego Comic-Con exclusive slash shared exclusive is the Retro Collection Darth Vader Prototype Edition. This is kind of a a reuse of the vintage, not vintage collection, the actual vintage Kenner Darth Vader that originally came out in 78, except this is a, a very colorful picture. There's different colored plastics for all of his limbs, his head, torso, lightsaber even. And I guess from what I understand, there's unlimited amount of combinations of how you get yours, what color the arm, leg, whatever may be. So, I don't like the visually. I don't like this figure, and I kind of don't even want it. But you know, to each his own. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. What do you think about this one?
0: When I first saw it, I hated it so much. Um, it just looked like, yeah, ugh, somebody's you know hallucinogenic, you know habit you know come to life you know in some sort of horrible exclusive but the more i saw it the more i thought okay it's 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 kind of cool but um yeah i'm not entirely sold um but strangely enough now my biggest problem with it is that the capes are black you know everyone's gonna have a black cape and they just that doesn't look right with all the other silly colors um So, you know, I don't I don't resent it the way that I did initially. Um, But, you know, if it's a one time sort of crazy lark of a thing, that's fine. Uh, If we're going to start getting one of these every year, you know, next year, Boba Fett and then a stormtrooper, and then something I might get tired of it pretty quick.
1: Ryan, what do you think about this one? I think it's
2: stupid. Um, <laughs> I, I saw this announcement like so they're making mass-produced prototypes for people who want a prototype. I, I mean, this negates the whole idea. If you have a prototype, then it's cool because it's you know a prototype. This is a mass-produced prototype that just seems so weird. I, I I don't. I never heard anybody clamoring for this, asking for it. it it's such an odd choice. And I know I've seen people online who are very excited about it. Good for them. Okay, I guess this was for you. Uh, and, and that's awesome. But, yeah, I I was not excited about this at all. I, I just don't get it, I guess. Especially to put a prototype on card. Uh, a prototype like that, I, I don't know how you would display it. You know, you see no, most prototypes in collections with that, with the different colored limbs. They're not on card because they don't put those on card yet. They put painted samples on cards. So uh, it's it's such an odd choice. I don't get it, Um I hope this is the only one. I don't. I hope they don't make any more.
0: Uh, and let me interrupt just to say, even in person, even when I actually saw it and saw that it was like you said, the prototype thing, I never got that vibe off of it. I yeah, mean, it just looks. I mean, I don't. I'm not a hard copy prototype. You know, pre-production collector by yeah, any means, but. Yeah. but so there, it's not the first thing that registers with me. But even after I saw that, it still doesn't register with me that that's what
2: it is. It's like a psychedelic Darth Vader. or Exa- uh, It's like a Skittle Vader or whatever. Yeah, know, uh, or yeah, who's the the artist who did all the different colors? Of the, I can't remember. Sucklord. Uh, Lichtenstein. Yeah, it's no, like no, S- Sucklord. The 70s artist. Um, Lichtenstein. No, right? not him. American artist. Um, Warhol. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's like an Andy Warhol Vader or something. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. a yeah, it's pop art, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's just odd. I, I don't get it. <laughs>
1: uh, Chris, you gonna be clamoring for this figure next
3: the summer? Uh, um, no, I'm not. I'm not fighting for this as an exclusive. Um, it definitely reminds me of those the custom art figures that you see at shows, like such as what something like Sucklord Lord might do. Or there's a few folks out there doing these sort of things. Obviously, this is more of a sanitized, um, officially sanctioned thing that like, something like S- Suck Lord probably would yeah,
0: yeah, it's a little different than Suck Lord.
3: But, you know, it, it kind of, that's the, 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 the card back, the figure. It, it made me think of work like that. Um, I mean, you get really meta with this, and you could hunt out a real prototype of the prototype figure. So, you know, for all the prototype collectors out there, that'll be a, a fun thing to do, I guess. Um, would it be in standard colors, I guess? I don't, I don't know. To me, if they're going for a vintage aesthetic, the vintage figures don't, prototypes don't look like this. You know, they're solid colors. The modern prototypes are done in multi-colors. So, I don't know who they're trying to appeal to, because you've got a vintage-styled figure, but not colored as as if it were a vintage uh, prototype. So um, I don't hate the idea. I think it'll sell through, but I don't feel any need to grab this. So
1: Okay. Next on the list, another San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, um, possibly shared exclusive again, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Black Series Boba Fett painted in the Kenner Deco on a vintage Empire Strikes Back card. Ryan, thoughts?
2: I like this one. Um, this was actually something I was considering doing, trying to find a another Boba Fett and painting it to look like a vintage figure. I've seen people who've done this custom. I thought it looked really cool. I like the colors of a vintage Fett. So when they decided to do this, I like, that's actually a really cool idea, and they put it on a, a vintage card, which I'm surprised this is the first time we were finally getting a, a vintage carded FET in the 6-inch line. But uh, I like this. I, I think it's a cool idea, and I'm glad they're doing it.
1: Uh, Chris, your thoughts on this figure?
2: Yeah, it's a.
3: am uh, shocked it's taken this long to go back to the well on Boba Fett. I mean – they didn't squeeze him into the 40th anniversary of A New Hope, so obviously they're squeezing him into Empire, yet this is on a Star Wars card back, which is his original card back. Um,
1: oh, is it, that, that's my mistake then. I said it was on an Empire Strikes Back
0: card.
3: Well, the imagery it's, shows it on a Star Wars card back.
0: With a 40th anniversary Empire okay. stamp in the corner. Okay, right, but it's not the Empire Strikes
1: Back logo, just the no. stamp. Okay.
3: Yeah. So this is why, like a 39th anniversary, oh, sorry, a 41st anniversary of Boba Fett on a Star Wars card card anniversary. Uh, um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I think lots of people go after it. I mean, it's Boba Fett. He's gonna sell. <laughs> There's gonna be lots of people going for it. Um, I, I'm just shocked it took him this long to get a carded uh, Boba Fett on a vintage style card in the 6th inch. I, I thought for sure we were gonna get that in the 40th anniversary line.
1: So, uh, Matt, what do you think about this one?
0: This, if it weren't for the Hondo figure, this would have been the thing that I got most excited about at, um, of of everything in the Hasbro booth. It, I think it just, it looks great. And, you know, I love that old vintage Boba Fett figure. So, you know, I hope that this one is not, not too hard to get because, it looks awesome, and I'm gonna want, you know, carded one, one to open, maybe another one to open. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's it's that cool. I love, you know, they did it. it you know, it's not exactly vintage coloring. You know, they're, you know, they they took some, you know, whatever liberties, whatever you want to say, but it looks great, and can't wait to get my hands on it.
1: Yeah, I think it looks really cool, too. I'm looking forward to this one. Um, and it makes me wonder when they're going to get around to doing a Return of the Jedi painted Boba Fett. But maybe they're saving that for uh, 2023, 20, maybe. Um, so yeah, looks cool. It makes me wonder if they're going to try to do other 6-inch figures with Kenner Deco. I'm not really sure what figure would work well for that. Boba Fett definitely does, but... Are there any others that you think of that would be that would benefit from a from a Kenner deco?
0: Hammerhead. Yeah, all the Cantina aliens yeah. would be fun. Yeah, well they've
1: only well they've only done it one. New, you know,
0: yeah, they've, they've done, done Greedo, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's that's actually a good point. That would be fun to see those.
2: Hammerhead, Ponda Baba, mm-hmm. uh, and Blue Snaggletooth. Right? That'd be uh, Oh, Blue yeah. Snaggletooth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, moving on. Amazon, uh, Amazon exclusive this time. It's a Black Series uh, Deluxe Emperor Palpatine with throne. Um, Some images of this leaked actually before Celebration, so it wasn't quite, quite the reveal that they probably had hoped. But nevertheless, it looked really cool. Comes with two alternate, no, three heads total. So. Um and a throne and I think does he come with lightning? I think he does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris, I'll start with you on this one. What do you think of this guy?
3: Uh oh, Hasbro, you're killing me. Um I may have to get this one. Uh it goes so well with my guards to have them flanking the Emperor. I uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to resist getting this one. I'm gonna have to my only concern is that the faces that co- it come with look very prequel trilogy. They do not look like uh original trilogy
2: emperor face.
1: Mm. So none of them. I thought one of them did.
2: Uh, yeah, I thought the one that's on it on with the, the sitting one that's in the main packaging. That yeah.
3: You, that m- m- looks yeah. like probably is the original trilogy one. The other two definitely are, um, I don't know. I have to see how they look in person. Um, it's a finally the the chair the accessory is fantastic um yeah i'm happy to see this getting made and you know i he was a pretty popular one when he came out the first time and i think he's still in pretty high demand isn't he
1: i actually haven't checked uh somewhat people it's been, not a good figure a it's not it's not the the original one is not a good figure
3: well, i know it's not necessarily a good figure just it was in high i thought it was in demand it wasn't Super easy to find. Yeah, I, th- I
0: think anyway. it's in demand. It's an okay figure. I don't I mean. agree. I mean, okay, it's <laughs> terrible. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> it I, was definitely it's no Tatooine Luke. <laughs> Any yeah, okay, it's no Tatooine Luke. <laughs> that's for sure.
3: Anytime they want to do an environmental piece, I think that's fantastic. Be it six inch, three and three quarter inch, I don't care. Environmental pieces really make displays pop, and they need more of them. they don't have to be huge.
0: Yeah um matt what do you think about this one Um, i like it you know i've I've got a little emperor sub focus um you know along with you know bosk and Hondo, i guess so you know i'm excited to get it you know the you know i always like the the whenever they give him his throne accessory you know because we've got that with hot toys and i think everybody's done it basically by now except kenner back i guess one of those very first cinema scenes Yeah, back in 98 or whatever, we got a throne. Um, but you know, yeah, you know, I like this deluxe line that they're, you know, fleshing out now. So uh, I'm glad that they're getting the emperor sooner rather than later. And I guess we need a better emperor figure. So I hear.
2: Yep. We do. Uh, Ryan, Uh, I'm excited about this. Uh, I, we did need a better Emperor figure. Um, and so and to get his chair. I, it was so odd that we got Snoke on a throne a couple of years ago, and we didn't have the Emperor on his throne. It seemed much more appropriate to have the Emperor on his throne. and So I'm glad to see it's finally coming. Um, it's a little pricey, but uh, still with the three separate heads, which is cool, and the lightning. Uh, we don't know if he comes with this cane, though. I've heard some people talking about that, and nobody's shown his cane accessory, so... It'd be odd if it didn't come with that. But much much needed, and like Chris said, it'll look great with a couple of royal guards around him.
1: He could have the cane of the other figure, as far as I'm concerned. Shh. You know, that first Emperor they released, he can't even really hold his cane, and his cane's way too short.
2: It is weird, yeah. Yeah, Cane is short.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. Um and this is you can already pre-order this on Amazon. This one is up for pre-order right now. So, and I think it's 39.99. So, yep. if you feel like ordering it, I'd say go for it unless you want to wait to see if it comes down in price, which it may. Sometimes Amazon sometimes those Amazon exclusives get blown out at the end. So,
0: What's the ship
3: date on that?
1: I think it's is it October?
0: I'm looking at the page right now. It's October
2: 5th. Was it initially uh-huh. say July or something, and then yeah, it's October it was
0: earlier? The yeah. day after yeah,
2: it's, Force Friday.
0: If it's Friday. not
3: shipped till October, I guarantee you it's going to go down during the pre-Christmas sales.
0: And just let me say, one of the pictures on the Amazon website, he is holding the cane. Oh, All right. there we go.
2: Okay, he's got a cane. One of the nice things about Amazon, though, if you order anything through them, pre-order anything through them, is that um, with if it goes down in price before you get it in their pre-orders, you will get it for the lower price. Right. So like, I pre-ordered almost all the new stuff coming up through Amazon because of that, and we've already had a price drop on a couple things, so I'm like, cool. All right.
1: Um, The other thing I wanted to mention was they have a new Black Series role-play helmet. This time it's Luke Skywalker's X-Wing helmet, and this is a for-sure buy for me. I really like the Darth Vader helmet they did. I really like the Stormtrooper helmet they did. I don't have the Kylo Ren helmet because it it goes for a fortune on the secondary market, and I haven't bought the Poe Dameron helmet yet. So I might just stick to Original Trilogy on these, but this looks cool. Ryan, are you going to get this one?
2: Um... I want to. I don't know. I really – it does. It looks so cool, and I've been buying some of the helmets. I usually buy them for cheaper at some point. If I can find it for cheaper, I guarantee you I'd pick it up. Um, I have a really nice Ruby's uh, X-Wing helmet from, mid, like, back in 95 or something. So that also made us like, oh, but the newer Hasbro helmet's been so good that – and this has lights and everything. So – I'll probably pick it up at some point, but uh, hopefully to find it for a cheaper price. All right. Yeah, just
1: like we found those Vaders for a cheaper price. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: I think if you wouldn't have uh, pointed that out to me, I never would have got involved with these helmets. But I like them now. Uh, Matt, what about you? Do you collect
0: these? No, I don't have any of them. Um, they all look cool, and if I ever saw one, like you know, especially a ot one like the vader or something i'd you know really cheap really you know like sub you know 35 dollars or something some crazy walmart clearance I'd, I'd pick one up but yeah it's not they're not my thing my head is huge i'd never be able to put them on and you know my kid doesn't like to wear meh, you know helmet things so all
1: right yeah. mine. i haven't put mine on i just have them for display I'm kind of claustrophobic. I do not like Stormtrooper helmets. Like it, Something about it kind of freaks me out because you have to turn them sideways to get them off. Yes. that really Something about that um, really freaks me out. I don't know why. Uh, Chris, what about you? Do you plan on getting any of these? Do you have any of the helmets?
3: I do not have any of the helmets. I did have two Stormtrooper helmets until recently. I sold off my Anovos kit, uh, TK kit. So I'm just down to the was it Master Replicas I think helmet mm-hmm. stormtrooper, uh, but I haven't done any of the Hasbro ones yet. This one looks really nice. get um, it's kind of wait and see. It's really not something I collect, but like you guys say, if I find it on clearance somewhere, it's gonna be really hard to say no, especially if it fits my head. So
0: yeah. If they ever did an episode two, like a Mark One clone helmet, I'd buy that. That's a cool helmet. Huh. Well, with Clone Wars coming
1: back, you never know. They might. It would have to be the movie one, not the
2: cartoon one. Oh,
1: yeah. And plus, I guess Clone Wars, is they're kind of on the Mark III helmets. I was saying, going to say, if they were
2: to do it, they'd probably do those Mark III Ahsoka helmets, right? Yeah. Um, okay.
1: Um, and finally, HasLab was not mentioned at all. So as we were speculating on the last episode, what it might be, it turned out nothing. Which begs the question, is HasLab coming back? Ryan, what is your thought on the HasLab?
2: Well, I saw people, uh, or heard people ask Hasbro about this. And they they definitely made it sound like Hasbro's Hasbro, HasLab's still around. They just haven't made an announcement yet, or something or other. Uh, which is odd. I thought I thought for sure if they're going to do a Star Wars item, they would announce it here at the Star Wars Celebration, because then all those people who whined that they never heard about the barge, well, if they pay any attention to Star Wars, they should be you know something about Star Wars Celebration. Although somebody would probably still whine because they They'd didn't still get whine. Attention. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I don't know if San Diego Comic Con might be a place to announce that. If there will be a Star Wars one this year, if there'll be any. I, it's hard to say because I would say if there was going to be one, it would be Star Wars. It would have been announced at Celebration. So who knows? I, if they don't announce one this year, hey, that's less money I have to spend. So, hey, yeah, that's great. Yeah.
1: And I also wanted to mention um, Jake from, from Forlomdezuckus.com recorded the uh, entire panel, and he sent me the audio to put on this episode. So after, the, uh, after you hear uh, Akamina sing the can – the, her, her, uh, goodnight, but goodnight, but not goodbye. Song. Uh, I'll put that audio on. So if you stay after the episode, you can hear the uh, you can hear the panel in its entirety. Um, anybody else want to mention anything that I might have just left off or forgot to say?
0: Well, can I make Hasbro? a crazy hypothesis about Haslab? Ooh, go for it. Yep. Totally unsubstantiated. Maybe they just don't know if they're still going to have the Star Wars license
2: next year. Oh so, no. I was wondering that, too, Matt. That actually hit, it got to me, too. Well, that would make sense if they can't commit to that.
0: And they haven't committed to anything post-Force Friday Phase 3, or whatever they're calling it. Triple Force Friday.
2: They did uh, talk about future stuff, but, you know... Vaguely. Vague, vague future, yeah, but...
0: I mean, Um, I don't know. That's, you know, because I was sure that we were going to hear something. I mean, 2020
1: is their last year, right? Uh, That we know of with the license?
0: Yeah. I don't know what that means. Is there a date in 2020 or is it January 1st or December 31st? I don't know that detail. Mm -hmm. But sometime in 2020. Because I've heard Daryl
1: DePriest say on interviews years ago that they had it through 2020. Now, through means... The whole year, most of the year, some of the year, who knows? Um, But yeah, that Matt, that actually makes sense. Maybe they are waiting to make sure they have that license. So if they have something that won't be available
0: till maybe twenty twenty
2: one, maybe they're in the process of negotiating with Disney for extension or whatever.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, just pure conjecture. But I mean, if if I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe they're going to do a Transformers. Has lab uh, and they're going to announce uh, it later or whatever. But yeah, you know, that it's a possible explanation for why the most logical time to, you know, right after everybody got their barges and they're generally excited about them and would be, oh yeah, I'll do this again. You know, they don't even mention it.
3: Yeah, so. if we don't hear anything by San Diego, I'd be really shocked.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I hope I do hope that Hasbro does extend, get the license extended, and I hope that they keep it. A few years ago, when it seemed like, to me, when it seemed like they were phasing out 3 and 3 quarter inch, um, at, I didn't want them to keep it, because I wanted someone else to get it who would focus on 3 and 3 quarter inch, but that kind of turned out to not be the case. 3 and 3 quarter is still around. They're still doing good products. So, I hope they keep it. I don't know. That's just my, Yeah, I know there's been people opinion. talking
2: about wanting uh, Mattel because of the great job they did on the Jurassic Park license. And I'm like, the dinosaurs are really cool. The figures, not so much. And it's like so Mattel could make like cool do backs, but you know, Luke is not gonna look so good. Well here's um, a question. What if Hasbro lost the exclusivity of the
3: three and three quarter inch line? They could still got a license to make it, but it wasn't exclusive anymore.
1: That could also happen.
2: I, I, I could see
1: that happening.
0: But the other th- on the table, yeah.
2: The other thing is, uh, <laughs> Disney's gone and, and basically put all their licenses in Hasbro's pot anyway. Uh, after. They got, you know, had Hasbro on for Marvel and uh, Star Wars. They went ahead and switched Disney princesses over to Hasbro as well to, to just put it all in the same place. And I've heard talk of Mattel is really hurting after losing the licenses they did, and they're not looking good as a company. I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing them making a, an actual play for Star Wars.
3: Well, and then there was a rumor going that Disney might just acquire Hasbro. Yeah, that one's been out a couple like years. I have a with the collapse of the toy industry businesses that they may not want to be holding on to a, a major toy manufacturer if the industry continues to go the way it's been going.
2: I don't know. I mean, they produce enough toys for their parks alone that it you know to have good quality toys like that for their parks, it might be a, not a bad idea, actually.
1: You know, when, when Disney first acquired... Uh, Star Wars, for a while in the Disney stores, they had Hasbro products. But yep. as soon as they started making their own products, they pushed it all out. They pushed now, out all of the Hasbro stuff. They but within, Black la- series. but within the last year, they've started, last year, year and a half, they started you know bringing Hasbro stuff back into their stores.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't know. Who knows? Someone knows. And eventually...
3: Attorneys at, at Disney, yeah, and uh, Hasbro, yeah, they know. Yeah.
1: Um, anything else about the panels? Anybody wanted to mention? Or is, are we good?
3: Hasbro was the only panel outside the collecting track I even went to. So.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I guess that will wrap up the show. Then I want to thank everyone for. Joining in tonight, uh, Ryan, what's new on your YouTube channel? Mr. BYZ on YouTube.
2: I just did the Jump Trooper review, uh, the Black Series Jump Trooper. I'm going to do a review of the, um, those vintage collection figures with the new face print technology. Uh, I was, got that stuff last week and I've just been so sick I haven't had a chance to get a review going on that. But that's probably the next thing I'll be doing with that. And,
1: from this week in star wars matt fox i see you've posted since we last talked i had some celebration shows yeah you did you've got looks like you got four new episodes up since then yeah how about that so there's content (laughs) check it out (laughs) there is new content go to uh this week in star wars i've Pretty much wherever podcasts are available, I see it's on Google yeah. Play, iTunes. Yeah, I've still got it on my Zune account, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's uh, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll I'll send out a you know, eight track or a, a mini disc if anybody wants that. <laughs> right. uh, so yeah, new episodes, and uh, as soon as I shake this cold and can you know talk nonstop for. Ten whole minutes. I'll I'll have another sort of a, a whole different celebration recap.
3: All right. Hey Matt, that's a great swag idea for you. Your podcast on an eight track.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if you can buy blank like eight. I guess you could. You, you find old, buy old eight tracks eight and put ones. new labels on them. It's kind of big though. Yeah, it you know like eight tra- You know
1: cassettes are kind of making a comeback in some of the record shops in Seattle.
5: They oh, yeah. have no, started cassettes. selling.
1: They've started selling cassettes again. Yeah, um, people who for you know are too cool for vinyl, right? Uh, I can understand vinyl, you know, making a pretty strong comeback, but the audio quality on cassettes pretty bad, and yeah. they don't hold up. And I don't, I don't quite get it, but you know, whatever. Um, but eight track has not made a comeback ever. There's never been a revival.
0: Maybe you could start it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I'll give it a try. Maybe Eight track revival. There we go. Yeah, seventy-eight RPM final There you go. And Chris,
3: thank you for having me. It's it was a great celebration. Had a great time. Uh, great to be back with you guys.
1: All right, and remember, after after you hear Akmina sing, if you want to stick around for the entirety of the Hasbro panel, it will be on at the end for Galaxy of Toys Podcast. This is Jason saying goodnight, but not goodbye.
6: Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams.
7: Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend.
6: excited to be at Star Wars Celebration! Yeah. Well, we are too. We are from Hasbro. We're the Hasbro Star Wars team and Lucasfilm. We have a wonderful Lucasfilm rep. We have so much exciting stuff to share. We're going to dive right in. We're going to start by introducing ourselves. Nice. My name is Patrick Schneider. I'm a senior brand manager
7: on the team. Sam Smith, design.
6: Vicki uh, Stratford, design
8: director.
7: Woo-hoo.
9: Chris Culliver, Director of Product Development at
8: Lewisville.
9: Hi, Sarah Carroll, Director of
7: Marketing. Mark Boudreaux Design.
6: 9 panel. So excited about that movie. Um, here at Celebration, obviously, as you know, we sell exclusives on uh, all the big conventions, and so we have two convention exclusives here that are celebrating the prequels where, obviously, the saga all began. So, yeah, this is a cool item. So this item right here, uh, it's the first time you can get this character in Black Series 6-inch scale. So it'll be in Mainline, the figure, later this summer. Uh, the figure comes with two alternate The Uh, the character gave us a lot of great opportunities to bring newness uh, to the articulation of the figure and get it into some more iconic poses. Um, As you can see up here, uh, it's released on a very cool throwback 1999 Phantom Menace card back. Um, It's actually the first time we ever did one of those throwback card backs uh, under the Hasbro umbrella, so we brought that Hasbro logo to the packaging. Now, after Celebration, we revealed this at New York Toy Fair, and fans came to us at Toy Fair and said, Celebration's amazing. Where else will it be available globally? This item will be at London NCM Comic Con in October, and also at conventions in Germany. Uh, That'll be announced later, so look for it there. Now, obviously, you cannot have an Obi-Wan Kenobi without Darth Maul. So this exclusive gave us a great opportunity it includes all of the original accessories and the alternate head, and of course we updated him with our new photo technology, which we love. Um, and then this guy's coming in our fall wave of archive figures here in a few months. Also on that card back and also available at those other conventions later. So those are exclusives down in the booth. Um, Sarah's now going to tell us about a cool new lightsaber line. Oh, I thank you, Patrick. Absolutely. All right.
8: Right, right out of the box, you have your light paper, you can choose from five iconic masters. But the really cool part is that when you connect to an app, it's also available later this year, you'll be able to get feedback on your training moves, you'll be able to battle your friends, and of course you'll be able to become, become a master yourself. So take it from me, we've got a quick video here and going to will play a little bit more.
6: So Give as the we talked about what's that? Give us nights the Absolutely. <laughs> so, as, the so as we've talked about recently, one of the things that we love about our fan focused lines is that the packaging really is a work of art in and of itself. Obviously the vintage line, you know, 42 years of history. Black Series kind of has its own real unique and cool um, art to it. So uh, we started revealing our packaging uh, as well as product because the packaging as important as the product. So we have some new packaging reveals that we're gonna do before we get the product for Black Series and Vintage that uh, some of which have been seen before and we're gonna chat about, and some of which we're showing for the first time here. So the first thing we're talking about, this wave was seen on the floor at New York Toy Fair, but we haven't released the images yet. So this is our summer wave of Black Series 6-inch figures. These products were revealed last year at San Diego, at New York Comic-Con, and at New York Toy Fair. Uh, But this is the first time we're talking about and publicly sharing the packaging outside the New York Toy Fair floor. So the really cool thing about kind of the time we're in right now, there's a longer gap between Solo and episode nine that's really allowing us to get to some of these characters, comic book characters, obviously coming closer to completing The Rebels Crew uh, with Ezra and Chopper. Um, And so it's a really cool kind of addition to the line. Uh, now Black Series Art has become, we talk with fans in the booth, we see online, Black Series Art has become really kind of central to that brand and something that fans love. So how that art process works is that we work with an outside artist who does a sketch of the characters based on movie reference, and then we work with our friends at Lucasfilm, uh, and then we do it in this woodcut Black Series style. So Chris, did you want to tell us about uh, one of the characters up here, Ezra?
9: Yeah, I will actually. So. Uh when we're developing a character like Ezra, which is not from a you know, photoreal film, you know, it's a it's a uh, animated version that we're bringing into a real life character version. It really shows the great partnership between Lucasfilm, between the Hasbro and the sculpting team. Because what we'll do is we will go out, talk to Dave Filoni, the animation team, and really work with them because you know Dave and that team have a great idea of who this character is, and they are you know, bringing stylized animated form, but we really dial into what do you think this character would look like if he or she stepped off of the animated screen and into the real world. So we do a lot of back and forth with that. We go around with the reference, we provide a few guys and you know then we kind of work very close with all those teams and it's really fun to take a character and kind of re envision it as a, a real world character. That's awesome. And there's a similar process for another character in our summer wave, Dr. Yes, After. Yeah, and it's it's a very similar process. A little bit different with uh, the illustrator, the comic characters because there are you know some different looks and different takes. But we do the same thing. We do a lot of back and We agree which version we want to do, which costume, which look, you know, what sort of the uh, the inspiration was, and then we'll go back. We'll work with the teams, the illustrators. Pull a bunch of different types together and really make sure that the version that we're bringing out is sort of that, that ultimate iconic version. So it's a lot of back and forth. And, and again, it's just great to be able to take something that only exists in one medium and bring it out to a completely different one. That's fantastic. Awesome.
6: So now this wave will be available for pre sale tomorrow on Hasbro Pulse and other online retailers. So if you like, nice, exactly. So if you like any of these characters, check it out tomorrow.
8: All right, giving it up for Clone Commander Obi-Wan.
6: wants to see some vintage packaging? the ones we're getting today.
7: So uh, this is
10: going to be our summary the from the vintage form figures. Uh, these were previously revealed at San Diego, Comic Con, New York, Comic Con, and London, Comic Con. But this is going to be the first time that we're going to be seeing these packages. So, further ado, first up is Luke Creek. So the artwork for this is um, actually not a composite, it's from film also notice the double stack logo compared to the single stack uh, or some of our other uh, movies and packages. The reason for this is every time we have the, uh, we do the double stack. And we analyze some original design principles to stay true to those intentions. Next up is the Death Star Gunner. This is also not a composite for the background, it's actually from the Rogue 1 movie. We added more panels for the lights. So, next we have the Tank Commander. This is another original image from Road One, not a composite. And this will also be like a great uh, figure for Mark's tank that was released earlier this year. And then that's up. So, now we have R2D2. Uh, in the 10 years uh, that we've been doing the vintage collection, this is the first time that we've uh, done R2 on the original card back. We've done episode 3 and episode 6, but this is the first episode 4 version of this character. Uh, uh, fun fact. Original item, when they photoshopped out the CUAPO, you know, they couldn't remove the hand. So we kind of wanted to stay true to that with this package. Uh, okay. pay for that. <laughs> so, yep, and then basically when we have a mistake or something like that in the image collection or an error, we want to stay true to that original item and kind of keep that legacy going. And once again, this way will be available for pre-sale directly after the panel uh, on Hasbro other online and that'll be tomorrow as well. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> well,
5: I thought when I was doing the big lane Falcon that I was just the largest vehicle that I ever had to work on, and then Hats Lab came along, and then we had the opportunity to launch uh, the sail barge. You know, it's the largest vehicle to date, so it's essentially four feet of love for your Java figures. <laughs> uh, but we didn't.
6: And so at uh, New York Toy Fair, we revealed uh, several items related to Java's part that will be showing the packaging now for the first time. And Mark will tell us about it, starting with our three pack of skip related characters. Nice. Yeah. yeah! Oh, yeah.
5: nice. What's
4: really cool
5: about this, Vism uh, and the Skip park Thank you, Dave. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and the Skip Gark is our that we did. originally debuted do our Black Series uh, back in 2013 and 2014. Uh, but the Dane is a brand new salt. Uh, and the, the cool thing about the packaging, we really went back and researched a lot of the three packs. The things that we wanted to keep in mind are. You want to stay true to the original graphics. You also, like to research some of the original three-pack uh, carded versions and sort of use that as our basis for the layout that you see. The really cool thing is when you do open this package, which we all know that you will, <laughs> <laughs> The cool thing is that each one of them are on their own numbered vintage carpet. As Eric was mentioning, uh, one of the things that we always try to to do is use original film art. But that's not always possible. Uh, You know, just the circumstances at the time, they didn't have the photography taken. For Dane, we actually had to do some digital touching. In the film, he's actually wrestling with Lando, so we had to digitally remove Lando's arm and hand and reproduce the alien hand. So, it's, And we added some sparks in the background for a bit more dramatic feel. So again, we really try to work uh, to make it as accurate as possible, but sometimes we do need to do some tweaking. And for the first look at
6: Bazam's
5: card back. Now, this one actually is a real film out. This is straight from the film. So when we're able to do this, it's perfect. Uh, we don't have to worry about doing anything. And then you, as fans, get to actually see what you remember from the film. So that's really important. Absolutely. And the final card back in this set? <laughs> oh, yes. Brock uh, uh, Starship. Yeah, so it was interesting that we didn't really have much for him. Uh, one of our options were having him just stand in front of a green screen. This dude was just kind of chilling out eh? And then there was another image where he was just hanging around. We ultimately settled on the image that you see here. Uh, to me, it looks like one of the record shots that a 35mm photographer might have taken on set. And so that was the best you know, image to use. And so that's what we're representing.
6: And showing here for the first time ever, we revealed at New York Toy Fair the skiff. So the packaging for the skiff
4: is what you see
5: here. We were talking about how cart can be composites. This is not a composite. Uh, When we photographed the sale bars, we actually generated a sand pit. It was like 10 by 10, you know, 450 pounds of sand. So we, when we started to think about photographing the skiff, we wanted to have the sail barge in that shot as well. So we found that we spot that the barge could sit, that there's actually a nine foot difference in distance between the skiff and the sail barge to get the proportional you know, change that you see there. What we thought was really important that since the skiff was inspired by the barge, uh, that it was really important that the barge was in there, and the really cool thing about we were actually able to use the tentacles that we use on the barge photography and reuse them for the skip. So there's a nice bit of consistency, you know, between the two since we're so closely related. All right, so you guys ready to see some
7: reveals? <laughs> All, right, right All right, so the first one we're going to start with is a. Might have already seen uh, by ways of the internet, Uh, but we (laughs) wanted to go ahead and reveal them officially. It's going to be Emperor Palpatine returning to the Black Series. This time with multiple (laughs) four slicing hands and a total of three alternate heads. So you actually can get those great alternate portraits that really have not only his. Lightning shooting pose, uh, his iconic pose just in terms of holding the staff wow. all that great, heated, evil smile um, that we see so often. Uh, but more importantly, I think, is the fact that we've updated the soft goods. Um, you know, this figure, when he came out originally, always had a sculpted lower skirt, um, and that prevented him from doing something very iconic to the Emperor, which is to sit. Uh, so, to celebrate the fact that he can sit now, we've included his throne. Uh, And just to take a look at the packaging here, Uh, this is actually the first time that (laughs) we've ever cut into the package twice of the figures. So we really wanted to get uh, credit and celebrate those alternate heads, it's actually the first time we've ever had (laughs) more than one alternate head for (laughs) the figure itself. Um, And that brings us to where it's available. So this is gonna be an Amazon exclusive, uh, which will be uh, available for free shortly uh, tomorrow. Galaxy's Edge!
8: Who's excited for Galaxy's Edge? Yeah! I <laughs> know yeah, we are. Uh, we'd love to go, right? We really. Yeah, Chris, you're getting nervous, okay. right? is we have three Black Series exclusives that will only be available at Galaxy's Edge from the park open. So, <laughs> right? is
6: Updated, more movie-accurate size, so huh. here's a, new about a little bit, you know, the vocalized <laughs> shows like that, to say it myself, BDH uh, sees his return to the Black Series after his introduction in 2015 with more screen-accurate weathering, but... My favorite droid, who's not history yes. at all because he's like very clearly silhouetted here. Comes to the Star Wars universe officially after being introduced over 30 years ago on the Star Tours ride. He's known as DJ
9: R3X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, this is really because that droid, with Captain Rex, back in the day. Uh, <laughs> update and, and bring him in his new role here, where he uh, shows his versatility, uh, being a, a captain and now a DJ, yeah. so. That's good a job fun. evolution yeah. there, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The guy can skills, yeah. <laughs> like Renaissance <laughs> droid.
6: <laughs> Absolutely, so that's the uh, product, now the packaging for this one also looks very cool, very cool new look for Black Series and Galaxy's Edge. You can see the new reference there for DJR3X. We went through it a few times to get it right, to kind of dial that in. And Also, a really cool uh, tidbit about these, you'll notice there's no Hasbro or Disney logo on the front of the pack. And that's because in partnership with Lucasfilm and our our Disney friends, uh, we realized that in Star Wars Galaxy Edge, the whole idea is that immersive world experience. So this is supposed to be a product that you can buy in that world. So there's nothing to break that fantasy on the front of the pack. Uh, but then when you open it up, again, kind of that beautiful art in the middle, uh, and that great right, pack out. So that is our droid pack. All right. Uh, okay, so we've got another exclusive, don't
8: we, Kevin? We do, let's show it. All right, so this is our final, yeah. it's an Edge exclusive
4: oh, celebrating
8: awesome. the Smuggler's Run. So we've got an existing Chewbacca figure. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> We've got Jedi training Ray with Photoreal Deco for the first time. And then, as you can see, we've got some newly tooled forks. That's (laughs) not as good as
6: it is. There (laughs) go, I know, know. first of all, there's red sun.
8: So, of course, we have Triumphant (laughs) Fork.
6: Thank you, Becca. And
8: um, we've got our Tearful Fork who has just witnessed Jumaka's horrible act, so we'll move on (laughs) to that. They're both adorable. And then finally, we get a new. So as we move on to the package, you guys want to see the package? Yeah? Okay, so like you've seen with the other exclusives, it's a great combination of the Black Series and the Star
6: Wars Galaxy Zedula. And
8: then we have our pack out. Very cool. Alright, those are our three Disney Park
4: exclusives.
6: Now obviously, close without saying, celebration is our favorite convention, clearly, right? Um, San Diego Comic Con's a number two, it's a distant number two, but oh, we still like it, okay? Um, over the years, over the past you know, four or five years since uh, new entertainment, uh, new movies came uh, into uh, we've done a lot of convention exclusives, uh, SDCC, uh, Global Conventions Around the World uh, to celebrate uh, that new entertainment, classic entertainment, we've done black series vintage items, so you can see up here, we, when we put this slide together, we were kind of taken aback at just how many we have done, um, and we're excited to announce today three exclusives that will launch oh, to SDCC and then go to Global Conventions Around the World, so Eric's going to tell us about our first one.
10: Yeah. So when we're making uh, action figures, a lot of Wait, times we get our uh, first versions of the figures are cast in just random colors that uh, the engineering team and the uh, team out in China just throw into the tools. So we get these kind of really cool, different colored looks for all these different figures. Uh, people come by our offices all the time and ask where they can get these. They think they look really, really cool, and uh, which leads us to our net, to our first reveal. Oh. Yeah. This is the Darth Vader Prototype Special Edition. Uh, awesome. thank you uh. Uh, so yeah, we base this off, we base this figure off our retro collection Darth Vader. Uh, as you can see here, it comes with uh, six different colors. it will be purple, purple, blue, red, orange, yellow, green. And they're all randomly assigned to the head, torsos, legs, arms, and the lightsaber. So you can get a ton of different combinations on this. And let's take a look. So, <laughs> special edition callout was also inspired from pop art in the 1980s, uh, it has a very comic book feel to it. Uh, and this item is an exclusive to San Diego and apparently doesn't have any plans for release stores. Yeah. So we thought this item was
6: kind of a fun different look at Star Wars, uh, but still kind of celebrating that prototype process uh, that we know toy fans kind of love about the toy line. So we hope you like it and uh, check it out at San Diego.
7: <laughs> All right, so this is like his limited theatrical screen time. Boba Fett remains one of the most iconic
5: characters in Star Wars history. Yes, he does. He's also one of my favorites. In uh, 1979 Boba Fett, a heavily armored character, a new character, was brought into the Star Wars universe as an exciting new character in advance of uh, Empire Strikes Back. And actually, I should have a little story I remember Actually, Lucasfilm bring the Boba Fett suit to Kenner and I was in the conference room and we all got to go take a look at it. And Everybody was looking at it, it and looking really nice and I couldn't resist. And I said, you know what, no one else is doing this so I'm going to just go ahead and do it. So I reached down there, picked up the helmet and wore it. So that, was, so that really kind of started my love affair with Boba Fett over the years. So the, the team at Kenner, the sculptors, I started working on this video right away using uh, the Super Trooper concept art as well as additional information that this film could provide. And the really cool part about this, since it was pre Empire Strikes Back, he ended up being on his Star Wars card.
7: Alright, so now that we kind of find ourselves on the 40th anniversary of the launch of this character, as you saw from our fan vote, we're getting pretty excited about the return of Empire Strikes Back. And it's 40th anniversary, we're getting this party started a little early, here, Charlie, the 40th anniversary of Boba Fett on the original cardback by way of our Kenner release. Yeah. So this Black Series 6-inch Boba Fett, is original 1979 Kenner Deco. From a Deco standpoint, we're kind of paying homage to the original figure. Uh, we kind of like the idea of thinking that this is, you know, how Boba Fett might have decorated his armor in a different universe, but we wanted it to sort of still align with what we're doing uh, in the Black Series. So you will find different things in terms of the Fett crest, as well as the bantam skull still retained on his shoulder, as well as the you know, leathering weathering throughout his undersuit, so it does fit within black Series, but again, it's a nice, new place for the armor colors. And then we'll take a look at the package. Oh. All right, so just as originally released in 1979, we'll release on the Star Wars card back, not an Empire Strikes Back card back, because this is, again, how this figure was first introduced. Um, and this will be <laughs> just the San Diego and some
8: following conventions. Um, But again, just sort of uh,
7: paying respect to the original accessories, uh, both originally packed out with an E-11 rifle, so in addition to his standard weapons, he will
5: also include an E-11 Stormtrooper. Hey, bringing it back to the present, 2019 is all about the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. As we saw today with the great trailer, We play a little bit of a video. For you. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I brought that to you <laughs> your attention. As far as Luke Stormtrooper, he'll have an updated torso, uh, new head, uh, you know, a new belt, and the nice thing about the belt is that it actually has a blue dropping look in the back. So it's very uh, scene specific uh, to Star Wars. Next we have Luke Jedi. Uh, here again, we have a uh, new, new face, we have new hands. And soft
6: goods. And Ben, do you want to tell us about the history of
7: this item? <laughs> Please do. I could write a book on this one. So, Jedi Luke actually existed twice in the Vintage Collection, the first by way of Endor, our Jedi Luke Endor captive, but the problem was, the card back was him holding a rifle inside of Java's palace. That's a mistake. Mistake. mistake number one. Um, he also, had a single gloved hand, which, again, made it specific to Endor Captain. So then they went back and did it again. Uh, they gave him the right two flesh hands. Uh, they gave him the soft goods throw that's found in Java's palace, but it was based on a deleted scene of Luke constructing a lightsaber. So the soft goods had sleeves. This is another
5: mistake. Okay, well. So we're getting it right the third time.
9: <laughs> <laughs> the approval process just wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, okay.
6: And then Mark, do you want to tell us about the last one? Sure. And the very last one, you
5: have Luke, X-Wing Pilot, and his Red 5 outfit, his summer his summer gear, if you will. So completely new sculpt, just awesome. And then the packaging for this item will be a
6: classic
5: special yes. action figure set. Yes. And you can't really tell in the photo, but this is a completely chrome package. Know, front and back, you know, so it's really very exquisite and really, very well shows off Car Hero uh, you know in his three iconic ad books. Absolutely.
6: Alrighty. Now those latter two items are available beyond San Diego Comic Con at a bunch of conventions around the world Fan Expo in Canada, Tax Australia, ACG Hong Kong, Comic Con Park Portugal, Comic Con Madrid, Salon Manga Barcelona, Blue Comic Games in Italy, London SCM Comic Con in October, Unboxing Toy Convention in Mexico, Asia Comic Con in Galicia, in Singapore, and more to come. Sorry, Fan in that. Yeah, that was a long time <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, We've to you know, these conventions to announce. Around the world, they'll be at. So, a lot of those. Now, this brings us to our final reveal of the day. So, role play helmets. We launched role play, yeah, oh, oh. Uh, we launched role play helmets, as you can see, in 2015. Kylo Ren, and each one has been better than the last, especially the last two. In 2017, we brought a surround sound experience to life in Poe Dameron's helmet. And then in 2018, we did that amazing Darth Vader helmet with multi-piece assembly, interior deco, and movie accurate sounds and magnetic assembly, but we saved the best for this year. A helmet that fans have told us is their number one requested hero helmet, with features that we've never tried before. Luke <laughs> 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 beautiful. Like the waves here,
7: Sam. Patrick. Visually, this has been the most labor-intensive helmet that we've ever had. Okay. Um, but that's okay because anytime we're doing a helmet from the original trilogy, it's a welcome challenge. We you know, scour through the Lucasfilm archives to find the best photographic reference to ensure that, you know, what we're doing is the best representation that we can give. Um, So we wanted to do that best representation for a Luke Skywalker helmet here. Uh, This is actually the most deco we've ever put on one of these black series helmets. Uh, We did our best to match the original prop. Go to the interior, you'll find that it has a fully padded interior, fully sculpted interior details, an adjustable microphone boom sorry, it's non functioning uh, but a soft, adjustable, elastic chin strap and a surround sound experience with two different modes of play. So, you'll find not only that this is a red five helmet for the X Wing experience, but it also covers off on the hot snow Speed experience. Uh, so, you can actually toggle through both of those uh, battle modes through the back of the helmet there. and uh, something that we've done to actually change it up. As we uh, talk uh, louder, Sam. Let go. Uh, it is a three speaker surround sound, so you'll have the two front uh, speakers as well as the one in the rear. Uh, oh, so when you actually away. get vehicle flybys, you get that whole in-head experience. You'll get R2 communicating through the back. Uh, you'll actually get your Force-Ghost communication uh, with Obi-Wan, it will speak through the entirety of the helmet. Uh, but what we've actually added to this, uh, which is completely new, is lights. We've never had lights in any of our Black Series helmets before. So now when a TIE fighter actually does a flyby, you actually get that burst onto the visor. And when explosions happen, you'll get red and green lights uh, blowing up around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this part more. Uh, again, so each of those experiences does uh, differ by the mode that you have selected, and the uh, the play mode is actually intended to be completely different as you progress through. Uh, so each time it feels a little bit different in terms of the call signs that you hear, as well as uh, the different uh, enemy ships you might encounter. Cool.
6: So that is our final news for the day, but we wait, have, I think... Wait, wait, uh, no, I think we
4: need a little more.
11: Do you guys want to see a little
6: bit more? No, I think we have to uh, Sorry, a little more was the Luke Hellman. No, sorry, we don't have anything more. But we do have Q&A for 10 minutes. Um, so we've got Q&A. So do we have any microphones in the crowd? Or?
4: All right, he does not need
6: a microphone back there. You killed that
4: right away. Mark Hasbro, thank you for the sale bar. Beautiful. Yeah. Right.
5: Well, I would say, you know, it was a real labor of love for all of us very much appreciate everyone who's back the barge. We really, we couldn't have done it without you guys. And uh, very much appreciate it. This is something that we've talked about for many, many years. And I know the fans have as well. And as I said, Hasbro gave us the opportunity to do this. And HasLab gave us the opportunity to do this. So uh, thank you again for your support. And uh, I'm setting up mine at home too. So have a good time.
6: Has announcement you know we're, we're as i mentioned it's a great platform we're currently kind of thinking about the different ways you could do it um you know I, at some point in the future we'll do one but uh, no announcements right now uh,
9: yes right there sir
6: So it sounds like uh, any news soon on upcoming characters for the Mandalorian and Clone Wars? uh, You know, we always say we can't announce any reveals uh, before we do them. Um, But obviously, you know, new sources of entertainment, like very compelling, you know, it's it's easy to imagine we'd be doing those figures at some point in the future. Great. Uh, Let's see. Right there, sir? Uh, Hello. Of different characters you know you spark to. Um, again, you know, no current plans to, to reveal him at this point, but he's a great alien, you know, I imagine at some point in the future. Okay, we're going to take two more questions and then. Okay. Great. Right. Uh, yes, yeah, sir, right there.
4: Uh,
11: that's a tricky one for us. Um, we
4: have
11: um, something that we're always working on is trying to make the packages as possible. Of course, the world has changed quite a bit since the uh, 1977 as far as how the requirements and things that we're doing on the car, but we are always looking for ways to make it most authentic. We have heard from Dan's uh, comments on the package, so we are looking at ways that we can try to uh, make adjustments for future ways. Nothing for sure this time, but it's something we're very, very
4: working on. Uh, we got that
7: gentleman over there. Okay, so why don't we go back to Legends? You've
11: already made Jaina, but I want a Jason for a set. And where's Bastila? HK47,
7: Darth Mallet. I want to go back to the Legends era. Put him on the because they
6: Yeah, so, you know, we've got so many sources of great entertainment, and obviously the, the Legends, the expanded universe, is a great source as well. We've dipped into it, you know, a couple of times, and I definitely imagine we'll do so in the future. So I think we might have time for one more. Question? Yeah. So uh yeah, sir, right there. Uh, come to, to, to force Another great one. Uh, you know, nothing to announce right now. Um, but he's fantastic. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll to oh, some point in the future.
4: So
3: let's see, a couple more questions. Yes, yeah, right there, sir.
6: Are
7: you guys planning on bringing back action fleet? And if not, why not? What did you say? Oh. Um, oh, I am personally a huge fan of Action Fleet. Um, it's definitely was uh a, 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 a near and my heart in terms of uh, you know expansions of the uh, micro machine line. Uh, currently we don't have anything in the plan to reveal yet, um, but we certainly Love uh, the excitement boards. If you guys want to see more stuff like that, certainly uh, be vocal
9: about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Gentlemen, back. Yep. Wait. Yeah.
5: Yes. Um. No, that's it's definitely a great suggestion
7: to have. The big thing we're doing right now is amazing. the reason you see a lot to sort of support of the barge is really yourself, to uh <laughs> definitely be able to <laughs> help build the excitement itself. and uh definitely be able to incentivize being able to build out that uh, collection around that. So certainly uh plenty on the horizon for Visual Troll against the M bar here next year as well, like the veteran
9: security guard. We can want the big figures that we didn't have it was seven to eight Yeah. Uh unfortunately we don't have anything that
7: we can share with today, but um totally noted. Absolutely. All right, um couple of hands. Uh gentleman in the red sweatshirt? Oh, Murray. I was look the uh public that you show you here. Have you ever thought about making this actually a working headset? A working headset? Got it. Yeah, love the idea for the feature. Definitely something that we're always looking to uh, do new stuff with. But uh, no.
6: all right. So it's been a great
7: panel. Thank you very much. That's all we
6: have for now.
11: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for working with us. Thank you for know, so working with us keep so doing stuff like this. Okay. Um. Okay, so, guys, you do to take photos. And please
4: know that what we're going
11: to share with you guys is actually a prototype. So nothing here is final. Not with Google. Okay. Uh, so we are. And there's no plans to bring this to market. Anymore. So um, this, Sam's gonna uh, help me do a little demo here. the ultimate Star Wars lightsaber. Now, we're gonna take you give you a demo, and then we're gonna show you a quick video. And to do this demo, we're actually gonna dim the light, so we ask that you remain seated for this portion. No one just your eye the that. All right, Sam. Got the Can we kill the screen? All
7: right, here we
11: go, we're gonna <laughs> light it up. me every time. All right. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
4: Thank <laughs> you.